The content in this podcast reflects the personal experience of my guest only, and it's not intended or should be taken as medical claims or medical advice. Please consult the doctor, and remember, less is more, and be safe. This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. My guest from Denver, Colorado was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease and lives with severe chronic pain. Unable to receive adequate pain management, she found Kratom, uses it in moderate amounts and it works for her. This is Sean Wenzel and this is her Kratom story. You were originally prescribed pain medication. This is before you found Kratom. Uh, what were you prescribed pain medication for? And and you told me about a roller coaster ride you had where you found out that you had a certain condition. Oh, right. So let's see. It started with um, taking my daughter and both of my daughters to, um, oh, God, what was the amusement park here? Uh one of the amusement parks here in Denver and I got on a roller coaster and lakeside and I got off of the roller coaster in excruciating pain. Like it it was the most painful thing I'd ever felt in my life. And then a couple of days later, we drove up to the mountains with my older daughter and her boyfriend at the time. We came back down from the mountains and I had to get out of the car. Like I couldn't walk. I didn't know what in the hell was wrong with me. And so I was in the ER uh, a couple days later, you know, they didn't do x-rays. They just prescribed me pain medication. And then I was in and out of the ER, I don't know, once or twice a week, every other week, not knowing what was wrong until an ER doctor finally did the x-ray and said, this is what's wrong with your spine. I had no clue. And at that point, um, I started using Kratom, you know, you know, you get to the point where they are tired of seeing you. You can't get into the ER. They won't give you anything else. They start flagging you. And so a friend of mine told me about Kratom, and I started using Kratom. And it works way better for me. It works way better than any pain medication. So what was your um, diagnosis? So... They told me I had degenerative disc disease Mm -hmm. and at that point and arthritis throughout my spine. And at that point, I did not know that my L4 and 5 in my spine, I had virtually no cushion. So that was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease and arthritis throughout my spine. Yeah, and... and for those of people that don't know, you, by cushion you mean like there's cartilage between each disc in your spine, right? And there's a couple of exactly you have a couple of discs that don't have that. Exactly, it's just worn out over time, you know. And and I had no idea, no idea. And then, um, you know, I got to the point where I decided to see a pain management doctor, and I was on a pain management contract, probably a year and a half before they yanked my contract from me. So how does that work, a pain management contract? Because a couple of people people told me about this, and it's kind of strange because you think you get prescribed something and then you have a certain amount of medication until the next time. But how does that work? 
Oh, oh dear. So <laughs> the one, the clinic I had gone to, you go in for the first time for, you know, they send you out for an MRI and x-rays. And then you go back to, they don't, uh, rarely do they ever prescribe anything the first time around. You've got to go back, jump through their hoops, get a bunch of tests, and then go back two weeks later. And then they prescribe you, depending on the doctor, a certain amount every month. So I was prescribed pain medication, oh dear, um, four times a day, and that's supposed to last you 30 days. And then they do, they can do random UAs. And if you don't have the pain medication or the levels in your system, then they start questioning, well, are you taking too much pain medication? Are you selling it? Um, so it's just a bunch of hoops, just a bunch of hoops. And then, so they yanked my pain contract for me because I had a hot UA for Kratom and pot, even though my doctor at the time knew I was using Kratom. Yeah, that's pretty strange. Um, and and what kind of um, pain medication was it? Oh, let's see. The first time for a little while, I was on five milligrams Vicodin four times a day, which didn't do anything for my pain level. So that's why I was using Kratom in between. And then, um, I don't know, a few months into it, they upped my medication to five milligram Percocet and I was on 10 milligram Percocet, uh, right when they yanked my pain contract from me. So they just cut you off. You, they don't give you any more pain pills because you decided to take a little bit more that month or something like that, or, or was it because of the Kratom and the, and the weed? It, it was because of the Kratom and the weed. Oh, uh, jeez. I was going to say, I, I was told, uh, you know, I don't know, six months or a year ago that in Colorado, they have it now where they're not supposed to yank your contract from you, that they're not supposed to cut you off cold turkey. They're supposed to wean you off. Yeah, I, I mean. And that wasn't the case with me. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it sounds like, like five milligrams of Vicodin every couple of hours doesn't seem like enough if you have a spinal issue. I mean. Not even close. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. And it's, uh, it's kind of strange that they have this kind of law enforcement whole thing with it. It really should be between you and your doctor. And I think that's, that's, that's why a lot of people like Kratom, because they can have it and use what they right. feel they need. And there's really no incentive to use more than you need of Kratom, because it doesn't make you feel better if you <laughs> use more. Uh, to me, it makes me feel sicker. I use a little more Kratom when I go to lay down or I go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it kind of is very, uh, it sedates me a little bit. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but mm -hmm. um, absolutely, if you take more than, you know, if you take more than absolutely, you can get a headache or a little bit of a stomach ache. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you said your friend uh, introduced you to Kratom. How long ago was this? About four years ago, give or take. Were you thrown off your contract first? No, you said you were taking it along with the um, the pain medication. Right. Yeah. Right, which I, I was doing probably, it was only a few months that I was doing the Kratom in between the pain medication. So I'd take a pain pill, and they want you to wait six hours is how it was prescribed to me. Well, what are you supposed to do in between when the pain medication wears off a couple of hours later? I mean, I've heard, I don't know if this is true in your case, but if you ask for more pain medication, they 
kind of label you as a drug seeker or something. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, they do. They start questioning, well, why do you need more? And there's a lot of doctors. Um, I actually tried to see another doctor last year uh, because my pain is always worse in the wintertime. And, you know, I, I tried to con- ask the doctor for more pain medication and they just, they're not willing to do it. They start questioning why. And then this other doctor, he wouldn't even pull up my medical records or order an MRI and he wouldn't pull up my surgery records. You know, so it's one of those things that you have to go and try to, a lot of doctors make you feel guilty or they make you feel like you're lying about your pain just because you want pain medication. Did they consider you addicted to pain medication or did you consider yourself addicted? I mean, I I think somebody with your condition would be physically dependent. I mean, even if you had withdrawals, but you still need the pain medication. Absolutely. I, I absolutely got to the point where um, I was physically dependent on it. So, yeah, I would say that I was addicted to pain medication. When you first did Kratom, you said you started to buy it at, at a, um, where was it, at a gas station, and, and a, it made you sick? A head shop in Boulder, yeah. So what was that what was that like? It was awful. It came in a little plastic jar, and, you know, honestly... I wasn't real sure how to use the Kratom, uh-huh. so I wasn't using it right, or I would try to make, like, capsules, and it would take a lot of capsules. It just wasn't good quality Kratom. It would give me a stomach ache and, and headache all the time. Actually, another friend of mine um, helped me. She was going to a shop in Denver, Mile High Botanicals, and that's the only place I will go now. It's fresh Kratom. It You know, the people who work there are absolutely fantastic. I will never go anywhere else. So really, like, I would not recommend getting Kratom from a gas station or a head shop. You know, I, if you're going to use Kratom, absolutely find somebody you trust. Um, you said, uh, the green mangda strain is, is what helps you. Right. What about that do you like, uh, as opposed to other kind you tried? Oh, and I've tried a like I've tried a ton of different strains of kratom. Um, I like the Green Mind Dog because it it gives me a little you know a little bit of energy boost. Um, it doesn't take long to kick in, and it just it really puts my pain from like a twelve down to a five. I I like the energy. I like the way it makes me feel. I like the the way it helps my pain, and that it doesn't take that long to kick in. And you said it even lets you drive longer because, uh, yeah, like oh, yeah. if anybody's had back pain, I, I mean, I had it for like, you know, I had some back pain for just from lifting something because I'm an idiot, but um, <laughs> lifted something too heavy. Oh. But it's like it's hard <laughs> to sleep. Heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to sleep and it, and it is hard to sit certain right. ways. Um, but, uh, you know, your yes. condition, obviously, it's a lot worse. But but it actually, you said the Kratom actually helps you even drive uh, long distances. Absolutely. You know, versus, you know, if I were on pain medication, you obviously can't go out and drive while you're essentially high on pain medication. Yeah. So, you know, I, I take my Kratom and I get in the car and, you know, I when I'm out dashing six, seven, eight hours a day, you know, I do a few doses in between while I'm out, and that's the only way I'm able to be in the car all day, every day when I'm working. 
I feel like I'm coming out with a cold. I take these capsules that I get a, a vitamin cottage or, um, oh, not vitamin cottage. I, um, uh, I can't even think of the name off the top of my head, but, um, cold snap and combination, you combine that with the kratom and it cuts my cold time. I used to be sick probably seven, eight days. And now I'm only sick two, three days when I have a cold. There's not a lot of science on that either. I hope they do some studies on that. How how do you take it? Do you do it in capsules or you make a tea? Okay, so I used to um, I used to make the capsules. I'd go buy the little empty capsules at the natural grocers. But with my spine and my pain level, I would have to take 20, 25 capsules. And that's a lot of capsules to have to swallow. So mm -hmm. I used to use my Kratom with hot water and lemon juice. Um, but when I started door dashing, I can't be stopping trying to find hot water all the time. So now I use uh, Kratom. I use orange juice. I just half a, one of those little uh, bottles of orange juice you buy at the gas station, like half of that with orange juice and a spoonful of Kratom and you shake it up and you're good to go. And a spoonful is like, is that like a teaspoon? Goodness. So just like a regular um, spoon, like a kitchen yeah. spoon. Yeah. Um, with me, I just, I, I uh, when I'm going to take a nap or I'm going to bed at night, I'll do a spoonful. But if it's just during the day, um, I use probably half a spoonful. About how much do you take a day, you think? Oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Um that's kind of a hard question because, you yeah. know, if it, it just depends on the day. So I take my first dose, like within 10 minutes, I get up in the morning, half mm -hmm. a spoonful. And then I take another dose, probably a half hour before I leave. Um, being in the car, I'll probably take three doses while I'm out dashing, three to four dash, uh, while I'm out dashing. And then... I take another dose, a full spoonful, uh, at night, probably a half hour before I go to bed. But it just depends on the day. So if I'm at home and I'm doing a bunch of laundry and chores, um, I may only take five doses throughout the day. If I'm in a lot of pain, because my spine's gotten to the point where if I'm sitting and I move even slightly, my spine starts popping. Mm. So... Um, yeah, and that just started probably six months ago. Then it's just, it's not normal. You know what I mean? My spine yeah. should not be popping all by itself. Um, yeah. But it, it just depends on the day. Like, if I'm in a lot of pain, I'll probably do six, seven doses a day. If it's a good day, then I probably only do four, maybe five doses a day. Yeah, and and when you said 20 to 25 capsules, it sounds like a lot to people, but it's real, that's really about 10 grams which would be like a tablespoon and a half or something like that. Right, um, and right, then, and exactly. And then I think a lot of people with chronic pain do it like you, like it's throughout the day. I mean, you, it's kind of the same right. as when you're prescribed Vicodin. It, you, they tell you to take it throughout the day. Nobody's going to take your medication away if you do uh, if you need a couple more spoonfuls of Kratom that day. Right, exactly, exactly. And I just think it's ridiculous that they're trying to ban Kratom. Because people need it. You know, they don't want to be on the pain medication or they can't be on the pain medication. I think people should absolutely have access to Kratom and nobody should tell them otherwise. It's not okay. I've been diagnosed with anxiety and depression and 
you know, I feel like I'm, oh, you know, I'm getting overwhelmed and then I start getting angry and I feel like I'm really going to lose my shit. Um, I'll take a dose of Kratom, uh, like a smaller dose, a teaspoon, teaspoon and a half of Kratom, and it, it really does calm my nerves. And I've given it to my daughter who um, has been struggling with severe mental health issues since she was 12. She's been on pretty much every kind of psych med, you know, in the book from her her psychiatrist. And she can't drink it. She used to be able to drink it, but it's drinking Kratom is an acquired taste um, because of the gritty in the the funky taste to it, you know, and the, the gritty texture. But I would make it, uh, I'd make up five, six capsules for her and she'd take it and it really, it, it calmed her down way more than any kind of anxiety medicine she's ever been on. Yeah, it's, cool. a, it's amazing. That, it's just crazy how many how much it does because, I mean, when I talk to the scientists, they're like, yeah, it like, hits the, these receptors and these receptors and it's unlike anything mm-hmm. else, which... Kratom is just, so I used to use Tiger Balm, which is an ointment you put on your your joints, aches and pains, and you can use it for headaches and stuff. I I kind of see Kratom kind of the same way. It just, it helps with so much. It helps with, it's just amazing. You know, if with my daughter having been on psych meds, and I've been on psych meds in the past too, the psych meds, they they change your, your brain. They just mess everything all up and they have so many not okay side effects and kratom doesn't do that kratom doesn't make you feel funky it doesn't make you angry it just it calms you down or it gives you the energy and then you know i've taken um red bali kratom for sleep and red mangda for sleep versus taking a sleeping pill or benadryl at night to sleep it's Mm. just a calming soothing effect so, do you have any uh, side effects with kratom at all? No, no, no. It, the only the only issue that I if I take, you know, I know how much that I, I can tolerate without um, getting a headache, without getting a stomach ache. You know, I've taken some strains, like a couple of uh, white strains, and that makes me a little jittery. But any kind of like adverse side effects you get, no. Nothing at all. When you stop, do you get uh, withdrawals? You know, I wouldn't say um, there was a time where, you know, I couldn't afford to go and get my Kratom as much as I needed it. And I wouldn't call them withdrawals so much as, you know, I get a little bit of a runny nose, a little bit of sniffles. And then, but it, it only would last a few hours. But nothing, you know, compared to withdrawing from pain medication or withdrawing from drugs or alcohol or even cigarettes or caffeine. No, not at all. Nothing that threw my body out of whack. See, that's crazy. Like, some people say that and then some people say, oh, they were just as bad as uh, my heroin withdrawal. No. Not, not anybody I've spoken to on this podcast. But do you ever take, um, like, a tolerance break uh, if you find yourself doing more and more? You know, I, I do. I, um, the owner of the shop where I go, uh, Rick, he's told me, like, he'll take two or three days off from taking Kratom and it just kind of resets your tolerance level. So mm. I, if I get to the point where, okay, my green mang dog's not working, 
um, I'll take a day or two off from taking it and I'll either stop taking a creatine completely or um, I'll just switch strains. But yeah, it, you can absolutely, I think you can absolutely build a tolerance to the Kratom just like anything else. I'm not friends with her anymore, but the one who introduced me to Kratom, she was taking it to get the high feeling. She wasn't using it for pain. And, um, you know, there, there are some people that use it, that I know, and, you know, that use it recreationally, you know, just to kind of get the up feeling for the energy. And, but there's a lot of people that um, go into the shop where I go that use it for pain and they've used it to come off the psych meds and they've used it to come off the opiates and they've used it to come off of heroin. You know, if uh, honestly, if it weren't for my Kratom, there is no way I would be able to get out of bed. There's no way I'd be able to walk or function. I would have zero quality of life. You know, and that's no exaggeration, you know, mm-hmm. even my daughters, um, and they're older now, but, you know, they, we've talked about it. And before I uh, found Kratom, while I was still on pain medication, you know, I'm able to spend more time with them and do things with them. You know, if, if I didn't have my Kratom, I don't know what I would do. I would not be able to get out of bed. That's how much pain I'm in almost constantly. Do you have a doctor yeah. now that, that you could talk to about it? Uh, let's see. So probably, I don't know, five, six months ago, I was going to um, see a doctor to see if I could uh, start my steroid injections again mm-hmm. um, for my spine. And, you know, that doctor was open to it, you know, but we didn't really get a chance to discuss it in depth because at that clinic, they require their patients who are on pain contracts to see a mental health professional, which I'd seen once, maybe twice, but I felt like I was being forced to, and I, I wasn't ready to see a therapist at that point. But no, I I don't have a doctor that um, that I could discuss uh, using uh, taking Kratom. The doctor that I was going to start seeing last winter I, um, who didn't want to go and check my medical records or send me for an MRI, you know, the first time I saw him, I was just honest and upfront with him because he asked me, how am I managing my pain? And I told him, and his first response was, oh, Kratom is an opioid. It's addictive. It can kill you. And I'm like, I, I'm flabbergasted. And I was trying to have an open discussion with him and trying to educate him. And he's like, well, if it's not an opioid, why do people have withdrawals? I'm like, you can have withdrawals from literally anything, you know? And he was so dead set on what his research that, and his information he was getting from the FDA that he was not open to um, listening or um, doing his own research. So I didn't even bother going back to see him. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with somebody who's not willing to keep an open mind, you know. So I, I think yeah. if I do decide to see a doctor, that I will be honest and upfront about my kratom use. Absolutely. So if if you were talking to that doctor on Twitter, he would have blocked you, probably. <laughs> oh, you know, and that's I, funny that you say that. I just I, saw that. <laughs> there are these trolls on Twitter who are so against kratom, and then this one. This guy, I don't know who he was, um, 
he blocked me today because he was like, no, Kratom is dangerous. And this, I'm like, unadulterated Kratom is safe. You can't, you can overdo it and may give you a headache or, or give you a stomach ache. And he blocked me. And I'm like, really, bro? You're not even going to be open to having a, a rational conversation about it. You're just going to block people who disagree with you. It's ridiculous. And it's just like, it's not going to work. They're going to, you know, if it's not kept legal, it's going to be underground and, and there's fentanyl and everything. Yes. Now I'm worried about. Yes. Oh my God. Right. Oh, it frustrates me. You know, if it's like anything, if the government comes in and tries to take it from people or ban it or make it illegal, people will find a way. People will find a way to get whatever they want or need. It's yeah. a very scary thing because if you ban kratom or, or opiates from people that need it, they're going to turn to the streets, you know, and who knows what's in it. And people are going to start dying, and that's unacceptable. Have you noticed anything going on in Colorado um, with, you know, anybody trying to outlaw it or, or anything like that? You know, I, I honestly, I haven't. Um, the information that I get is from the owner of Mile High Botanicals. You know, well, when he's there, Rick and I will have these big, long discussions about it. But, um, you know, I honestly, I haven't. I haven't recently. I know in 20, what was it, 2016, 2017, they were trying to ban it here and they weren't able to. So I'm sure they're going to continue to try to ban it. I just, you know, fingers and toes crossed that they can't that they won't be able to, you know, and the FDA going up against the World Health Organization and losing that battle, I'm sure they're going to start coming down really hard in every state to get, or every uh, state to get rid of Kratom. You want to let, you know, you make league, uh, weed legal, why is Kratom not legal? It just makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And, you know, I remember when they first legalized pot here and going into the dispensaries for the first time, you know, being in, you know, my mid forties, um, it was just weird to me, you know, because the last time I bought pot, it was, you know, from my friend's house and kind of, you know, sneaking out with it and having to hide it. And, you know, now you can walk in a dispensary and it's just, it's still a little weird to me. I don't go very often, but, you know, it's still absolutely, you go to Denver or downtown or even like Commerce City. Um, and you can smell weed everywhere. The people that are trying to ban it and ban Kratom and, and say that it's bad and it's dangerous, I just really wish, um, I want people to be smart and to do their own research and not listen to the FDA, you know, or the government because the FDA does not have our best interests at heart. You know, it's all about them not having the control and losing money. And I, I just really wish people would do their own independent research. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I think that's it. You know, I, I absolutely, um, Kratom was the best thing that I've ever found, you know, and I feel I, I trust it enough and know it's safe enough that I've given it to both of my daughters. So I just really want people to be smart and, and to use their heads and do their own research. You know, as far as scheduling it, I think that's ridiculous, but um, you know, instead of banning it, make it safer for people. You know, if people don't think it's safe, well, find a way to test it, test it, make it safe.
You know what I mean? Don't don't mm-hmm. try to take something away from people that people need and depend on. Yeah, that's really what the FDA should do. I mean, they they do it in part, right. and then the political guys get in there and and with their interests and in various industries that don't want kratom around because right. it competes with their crappy products and and. I mean, I'm sure the FDA is huge, and I'm sure a lot of people in there are there for the right reasons, but as with many parts of our government, it's just so susceptible to people who want to get in there for their own interests and be jerks. It's all about the almighty dollar. Yep, yep. Thank you, Sean Wenzel. Please like, subscribe, share, comment. We want to build a world where people have access to clean Kratom. They know what they're putting in their bodies, and they have the education to use it responsibly. The music is Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.